Check, check. All right, where arts and adventure summits the airwaves. This is the Ogden Arts and Adventure Show. I'm R. Brandon Long, along with Todd Obendorfer, and we are your hosts for the greatest podcast in all the land. We have a full trailer here today. Let's get everyone on camera. Um, let's go camera four, camera four, camera four. Uh, okay, so representing arts, we have Reba Neeson and Michelle Tanner, Ogden Friends of Acoustic Music, otherwise known as O-Foam. And then JP, Nicole Dye, Michelle Mulder, uh, Powder Mountain. <laughs> Powder Mountain. Powder in the house. So, um, Who's running Powder Mountain right now? Do you have yeah. a note on yeah. the door? Who knows? Who knows? He's still going until 9 p.m. Oh. Night shift. <laughs> okay. Wait, I got to get your... Oh, check, check. Mic good. check. Yeah, a little better. Okay. Hey, there, he there he is. Corey's in the back. Okay. <laughs> Corey has a restraining order. Yeah, you, that, you <laughs> stay outside stay like the trailer. Five outside feet away the from the trailer. Yeah. Oh dear God. Okay. Let's start with O Foam, shall we? So we have uh, Reba and Michelle with O Foam, Ogden Friends of Acoustic Music. Michelle, are are you are are you the person who started the whole thing? Well, actually, yes. I had, <laughs> I had a crazy idea to bring a music festival to Ogden. How many years I, ago? Well, that was 2008 that the idea sprung up. <clears throat> but when, how long was it stirring in your mind? Like, let's do this. Well, I hadn't been to a whole lot of festivals. I've always been a big fan of, of live music and going to concerts and things. But um, loving and loving bluegrass co- shows. Yeah. But my brother started a festival in Flagstaff. Um, in 2008 and I was there and my mom was there and we looked around and we said we could do this in Ogden and <clears throat> I knew just the place Fort Buenaventura did you know immediately that you wanted it to be like a nonprofit, or how do you wanted to organize it or? no I didn't know anything about okay. all that stuff um, and actually it was a specific band that really influenced me and that was the Kruger Brothers okay just amazing. You know, Jens Kruger plays the banjo and the tears just start flowing down everybody's face. <laughs> magical, you know. Um, and I got to know them because they were friends with my brother. And it was kind of funny. I said, well, I want to bring you to Ogden. And we started at the Egyptian Theater, at Perry's Egyptian. Oh, okay. And yeah, Joel, um, one of the Kruger brothers, he kind of just talked me through. You need, you need insurance. You need to have a sound system you you know there's all these moving parts and i'm like oh this sounds really overwhelming i don't think i can do it what was your experience before did did oh well i really didn't have any except um (laughs) i've i've always been a nurse and i started my first volunteer gig was for the olympics Uh at snow basin and it was kind of like a slippery slope yeah and crazy enough that same year i also because of my love of bluegrass and acoustic music I learned, I trained to be a DJ at KRCL. It kind of came together that, um, and you still do that. I do. Yeah. And, uh, I'm just a music (laughs) fan and that all I really attribute to my brother who played in a bluegrass band and just kind of turned me on to all that. But I became obsessed about certain artists and yeah, I mean, so you started a festival to bring in your favorite bands. Exactly. Yeah. I think this is a common thing. Todd, that's a good idea. Yeah. Think about that. Well, what do you think? Van Sessions is that's pretty <laughs> it's much. Just, what it is. It's yeah. true. <laughs> no, it's true. So I yeah. can hang out with my favorite people. Yeah. 
Yeah, the, the, Todd does the, the audience, the attendees, it. all of that is all, it's all bonus. It's gravy. That's great, but mostly it's just for me and. My- <laughs> yeah, that's me too. If if I didn't bring and I had a, like a top ten list, and I pretty much have worked down that list and. Um, okay, who have you not people. not got yet? That was one of my yeah. questions. Yeah, that's great. That you well, really want? I really wanted Chris Stapleton. We were so close. Mm-hmm. It was I was negotiating, and finally that it was a hard no. And I'm like, is it the money? What? Well, turns out that's the year, that was the weekend that he was releasing his um, hit record, Traveler. Mm-hmm. And you know, Nashville area, you got venues within an hour of each other. You know. Or cities, big cities. Yeah, they weren't about to come to Utah for that weekend, and and then from then he was like on a trajectory. Yeah, the other ones that we barely missed, um, the Black Pumas, Mm. just missed them. Mm. Um, We're negotiating, and within a week the price had tripled. And um, Yola was another one. Mm. Darn! If I would have just offered another couple of grand. And I'm like, I okay, don't know. Okay, without giving numbers, give us all the numbers. <laughs> how much? What are these? Well, what, what are they charge? Like, what for a top act? Like, oh how much man. do we got to pay for these folks? Well, so many people that I know that don't know the music say, well, how about so and so or so and so and all these, you know, high names. I'm like, people we've if heard. If you of. know those names, we can't get them. Okay. So our job is to find the ones that are up and coming, that are fabulous, but yet we can afford them. But yeah, but there's been exceptions to that. It, I mean, there, there've been some huge names that you've brought in. Right. And that has to be beyond, like you said, the money necessarily. It had something to do with your beautiful location or some sort of lunch with the two of you and it, you just won them over. Well, a lot of it is relationships with the agents and I've learned, I've grown those over the years and that's been really fun. And um, I get to know these folks over the telephone and by email, and and then I've had an opportunity to meet them when I went to the Americana Music Association Conference in Nashville in 2017. That was so fun, <clears throat> and it these relationships really last, and that's what allowed us to get Lake Street Dive was working with one of the people that started and helped me out from the very beginning because I was learning and looking back, I. They were so nice to walk me through these things. And like this guy also had Elon Jewell. And, you know, we've really got to get her back. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> we had Elon in town a few times. And um, anyway, Chris Favel, he got me like, he got us Lake Street Dive. And then they went. Yeah. And changed their agency. And it's yeah. definitely a timing thing, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. We've kind of experienced that in a similar way with, um, Muralist with artists uh, working with the city and that's our goal kind of working with this advisory board is to try to find those artists before They're mm-hmm. truly unaffordable the visual artists. Yeah, the visual the artists. Yeah, yeah. but it's, it's the exact, exact same situation exact same situation Okay, so you do not have to name a name, but I have to ask uh, <laughs> if there if there have been any any misses um, any misses in the bands that you've booked that have performed and you, you wish they had not come? Oh, jeez. Yeah, had a couple. Ooh, the oh, opposite. That's nice. brutal. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's the, kind of the reality of, of booking bands sometimes. I have one without naming names. Yeah. And it's really... The learning experience. A learning experience. And, and so oftentimes we will have bands play uh, a couple of times because it's... It's cost effective, but also we, 
the bands that we would choose to do two sets would do to- two totally different sets, mm. you know? Oh, so, so two in the same weekend, because you should yeah. mention so if you're like not familiar, Saturday it's multiple days. Saturday and okay. Sunday at yeah. the festival, but mix it up. Right. And we had a band that we had, uh, we, we had them do three sets. Not, they did some festival sets, and we used to do an outreach in downtown Ogden on Monday night after the festival, really to just reach that demographic of folks that would not come out to the fort, but reach some people in town with the with artists that had come to the festival. Mm-hmm. And we had a band that played the exact same set three times. Yeah. And it was so disappointing. Yeah. Because they had more material. Right. I mean, I think I think they probably had more material. Anyway. <laughs> Let's just say they were comfortable with this. <laughs> that's what they had rehearsed, and that's what they were doing. So, Michelle, this is a big project. You know, it's a three-day event. I don't know when it turned into yeah. that, but when did you get volunteers and some of the some of the best people out there, like Reba, to help you? Well, Reba came along the next year, and what a godsend! It was our mutual friends. Well, now Ray Ray Baker said, "What? You don't know Reba? And you've got to meet Reba." And oh, really, that's Reba what just everyone came up and says. Says about you. <laughs> I know. So true. Yeah. Because I, it really was kind of a solo thing. I had my mom's um, women's council at McKay Hospital helping me do a hamburger truck. They were amazing. Wow. And they, yeah. And it was one of those people, um, Nikki Lovell, who worked with United Way. And she said, oh, my gosh, we can write grants. You can, um, we can write grants under the umbrella of United Way and... Oh my gosh, that opened so many doors, and yeah. we learned how to be grant writers. I think a moment for Nikki. Thank you, Nikki. I know. Yeah. Yep. yeah. That's a huge first step. That just you use the word grant and grant writing. That's like a big hurdle. Yeah, and it hurdle. was intimidating. And by two years later, with Reba's help, we became our own five hundred one c three through the you know twenty five page application to the IRS. And, and it, does it take like a year to approve? Yeah, I want to say it took longer than that. Because mm. we like yeah. got it months. in 2011, so yeah. Yeah. So working hard all the time. And the moving parts, I mean, marketing. And over the years, it's like, wow, I think I, well, I wasn't even 50 yet. And I had a lot of energy. I still consider myself pretty energetic. But I look back and I think, oh, my gosh, how did I do all this? But I did learn so much. And Reba learned so much along the way. Um, but bookkeeping i've pretty much been the one on that i'm trying to work work out a way to but you transition guys, you have full-time stuff. jobs you didn't quit your jobs this isn't what you, no. you don't have an executive director of ofom that does that as a full-time job right there's no positions at this time other than our volunteer positions i'm executive director rebus co-director we also have contracted positions of marketing and we um try to reward our team leaders at the festival because they work really hard to manage their pool of volunteers and organize all the supplies they need. And, oh, you know, porta potties, all the stage, the sound equipment. Security. Yeah, security, security all kinds of things. And When did you guys bump to Fort Benaventura? Well, we always were there. So we just had the one concert at okay. Perry's and the Kruger Brothers were so popular. We had 400 people there, which is pretty good for Perry's. And um, the Kruger brothers were our headliner at our first festival. And that was wonderful, too. Yeah. And we had Claire Lynch and Elon Jewell and some local bands. And it was kind of a hit from the beginning. 
can I just say? So that was my first year at the festival. And I'd been going to a festival in Colorado every year. It was like summer camp for adults, which is why <laughs> when I discovered Fort Buenaventura yeah. and the Ogden Music Festival, I knew that I wanted to make this happen in our town because um, there's just something about coming back to the same place every year and seeing people grow up and seeing families grow up and seeing like people meet and get married and, you know, just different uh, yeah. things over the years. It's like summer camp. I don't know if any of you grew up going to summer camp, but I had magical experiences at summer camp. And now that I am an adult and having that same experience as an adult. And I remember that festival. What really touched me was Sunday was raining. Remember? Like a downpour. We've, I'm going to jinx it. Somebody knock on wood. Always had good weather. We've had amazing weather yeah. that weekend. But that particular 2009, <laughs> there was a downpour on Sunday. And everybody huddled under the Bowery for the Kruger Brothers set. And there was not a dry eye in the house, not because of the rain, but because of the magic of that moment. And we were all just huddled together. And you, there's no money. that. Yeah for that experience um and that's when i was like i'm finding michelle so and i'm going to say you are stuck with me and i've just been like a junkyard dog ever since because this has to happen so reba what's your role i'm the co-director co-director yeah and so um michelle and i both work on the um fundraising the grants um and the booking and the just basically taking the lead on all the moving parts um and it's been a, an amazing learning experience. So um, Ramp is involved, right? Yes. Um, they are an amazing support for us, yeah. as well as Ogden City Arts, as well yeah. as Utah Arts and Museums, and the West Staff, which is the Western Federation of the National Endowment of the Arts. So we've got a lot of good funding, um, government funding, plus a lot of foundation support. And local businesses in Ogden are amazing to support us. So... Yeah, we have. Do you have drives, or how do you like? Oh if someone God. just wants to give you money, they, how do they? Now's get a hold the of you? time, right? Like, like end of <laughs> yeah. year giving. Um, <laughs> okay. Because we need it. Um, what we're finding is that all the costs are going up of yeah. doing business, and um, COVID kind of changed the landscape for producing live events. Yeah. Suddenly, Live Nation just exploded. Suddenly, Post Fontaine just exploded. Yep. There are these huge corporations who are focused on the bottom line of making money at this and here we are with the heart and soul of art and music and we're really struggling to keep going so we need that support so so oh, i lost my camera so how many mu musicians or artists um can appreciate that side of it when you go to book them and are willing to maybe take a discount or something and perform for, you know that's interesting you say that we haven't really been able to experience that and we think yeah this is a great place this is a beautiful place and the, and the musicians who perform at our festival they always they want to come back however it's hard to the traveling is hard it seems like we're close to denver and california and we like to think you know on some kind of a routing path but the truth is we're an island in terms of truly yeah. all those locations here. are close but we're going to them yeah, sometimes when, we're going to them. sometimes <laughs> when you're coming this direction, that, that distance is much bigger, um, I think, yeah. when people are traveling through. I think that when it comes to booking the artist, I had a question as well. Um, how many at this point, because you have gained incredible momentum, musicians love playing out there, 
how many musicians are reaching out to you um, in comparison to how many bands you're reaching out to? You know, a lot. And it's overwhelming. And we've gotten to really, our best way to screen them is to be able to see them live. If we can't, and those are lessons we've learned on the ones that we were sad that we booked was we didn't see them live. We just went on the word of whoever. But um, it's not always easy. And so as much as we like to find these up and coming new names, it's hard. And we're working on it right now. Um, but we, w- we always want um, a good, strong name. We like to have a legacy artist. Uh, some of the legacy artists we've had over the years, uh, Mavis Staples, um, Okay, how'd that happen? Robert Earl King. I wanted I wanted to hear the rest of your na- your stories, but I want yeah. to hear how Mavis yeah. happened. Well, that's that that is the legacy for a lot of people that live here in Ogden, right? And you know, sadly, and I was there type of situation. Oh, good. Yeah, because a lot of people <laughs> oh, didn't go. It was kind of poorly attended. We, oh, I was, I was there. Really sad. And there's but. a plenty of people that I know, even if they weren't there. Oh, I was there. Oh, I was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. I believe I put out an inquiry and they were just really, really responsive. You know, I thought she was going to be out of reach. I really did. And truly, I think I paid most for her than we paid for everybody else. But we thought it was going to be more. And it's, she was so gracious and so genuine. And when she said on stage, you know, I've heard about this festival and finally we get an invitation i was wondering are we ever going to get to play that festival and that was so wonderful and then to meet her backstage she took both my hands and just sincerely said thank you so much for having me and and then after you stopped crying i know she said it was delightful (laughs) (laughs) she got in the car and left but (laughs) and i just want to say that month was her 80th birthday Mm. month and she played four shows on the weekends, right? So she played New York, Los Angeles, Nashville, and Ogden, Utah. We need to turn that into a t-shirt. I know. (laughs) It's like a bumper sticker, right? Like Moab, Paris, whatever. Mavis. Yeah. yeah, And then the (laughs) the names. Yeah. That was, that was really great. Um, Sometimes it's hard convincing or sometimes we don't get a response and people don't recognize that it's a cool festival, but the agents I've been working with are pretty well known, and it's hard. It's hard to to ignore the ones that are beating your door down because you don't want to say no, and you don't want to say no right now because you kind of want to wait and see how they, everything falls out because there's a real um, structure to it. We Friday night, we try to have that kind of a rockin', and this year it's actually going to be a soul night. Um, <laughs> we can't announce yet, but... Um, okay. It's going to be really fun. But we everybody knows you can't have a whole weekend of bluegrass music. But that's what they do on the other side of the Mississippi. And these old traditional, I mean, we kind of started out a little bit like that. But we're in Ogden. Ogden is an edgy town. Ogden is mm-hmm. diverse. And we love to shake it up. But the one thing that we're so proud that we do with our lineup is we have so many women on our lineup. And... That's a must. It's fine with me. <laughs> and we love diversity in color. And, you know, we're really trying to make a good, um, 
work with our Hispanic community. They're 30% of our population, and it's so exciting, our Dia de los Muertos event. They show up, yeah. They party. Well, They're great. They do when it's, when it's their thing. Their people, yep. But they look around our audience, and they're like, I don't know if I'll be comfortable there. There's mm. not. So we're working on it, yeah. and we're building it. Well, speaking of comfortable, Todd and I have been able to hang out backstage just a, just a little bit. Thank you so much for inviting us um, with the van. Great to have you. And you, there's a whole art to how you treat the artists backstage. And so do you get feedback on you've that? You've inspired us. Yeah. If you've, oh, just the studio I'm itself. So just happy. It is a thoughtful, strategic, deliberate I mean, yeah, the choice food, that you've the pl- made. It is yeah. awesome. Can I just, so we, we look at this and um, there are other... <laughs> Festivals. So some of the doing the research is so fun. Like Michelle said, we want to be able to see these artists live. And we've been to some amazing festivals this last summer, even. Um, And it's been inspiring to see other backstage, but also to know that we rank among the best and our artists do give us feedback do you about, have little cards they fill out how did we do a survey yeah. after do and you? we yeah. get that feedback yeah. but um the one thing i'm going to add this this year because everybody always asks is um do you have any paper do you have a pen for set lists right mm-hmm. well we went somewhere and there was a set list station backstage and it was awesome it was like yes we need a set list station backstage and people could just go up and write their set list and they're good right. to go right. um what was i gonna say Oh, anyway. we Well, Reba's been behind that, building that hospitality. And we've had different influences throughout. But we've got Lena Morgan now, and she is the bomb. She's wonderful. And she makes a great vibe. And we provide... She's she's front of house, so she knows how to treat the back of house. Because she's been front of house for so long (laughs) in her life and job. Yeah. Yeah. She's good. So, but Reba's been a driving force with the hospitality and... So I get off and do finances and set up some of the setup stuff and contracts and the sexy stuff. more on the, yeah, the sexy the stuff. hands-on. <laughs> well, no, I wouldn't yeah. think so. Say that, but <laughs> <laughs> Reba's the social worker. She d- she takes care of a lot of the well, like the hospitality stuff. Plus, yeah. she's the uh, musician liaison with all the details about hotel rooms and travel and. What are their dietary needs? And that's a huge And still going strong. Thing. Made it through COVID because that was weird and rough and everybody hated that. Yeah. But we're back. And then so what are we doing in 2023? We're back on the regular schedule and everything, correct? Well, pretty much. And we actually, yeah. we did this fun report because we wanted to say all the things we've put together. Yeah, hold, hold that up. And I'll, okay, I'll take sorry. some pictures of it. You can see this on the YouTube if you're watching on YouTube. Yeah. If you're not, if you're just listening it's to the podcast, the watch on YouTube because okay. you can see the visuals. And it's on the website, yeah. Okay. So it's Fun a little report. more than a year because it's when we came back from COVID, which was mm-hmm. fall of 21. So we'd postponed our June festival, 21, to fall. And then we turned around and did another festival in June. June. But in between that, we did our first Dia de los Muertos event here at the Monarch. That was a huge success. Oh. And then we did a snow foam event with the Little Smokies here. And we were like, no wonder we're exhausted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But... We're back on track, and we've kind of rethought snow foam for this January. It's just kind of snuck up on us, and um, we're relooking. Is that really our best? It was always designed as a something to do when things are kind of slow in January, and a thank you for our sponsors. And it hasn't always been the best attended, and it, it's a whole nother big production. So yeah. we're, we're bypassing that this year, and we'll see what. But we do have... Um, 
Dia de los Muertos coming up again in October. And our festival dates at Fort Buenaventura are June 2nd through 4th. Okay. Don't take vacations to Disneyland this year, Todd. <laughs> yeah, Todd. That's where I was last year. Oh, I hope you guys can be here. That was me. Be there. I'm really sorry. Yeah, we could make it. So. so it's always the first weekend after Memorial Day. Yeah. So just mark it on your calendar now, every first weekend after Memorial Day. <laughs> and I do love this. Yeah. Um, we have families that come to the festival every single year. It's like their touchstone. It's their, and which is my summer camp for adults theme, right? And so they come to the festival every year. It starts their summer off. And we um, had a little boy who his mom told him, well, we can't go this year because we have a wedding. And he was like, mom, it's the Ogden Music Festival. We have to go. And she said, well, if you can find a friend who's going, you can go because kids 16 and under get in free. And so he found a friend and their family took him in and they went. And then I saw his mom on Sunday. She didn't have a wristband. So I just said, can I help you? And she said, I'm just waiting. I'm picking up my son. Mm-hmm. He was here all weekend. <laughs> yeah, no, but it is, it's kid friendly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so one of the things we want to make sure is that kids get instruments in their hands. Um, petting zoo is genius, Yeah, by the way. so we yeah. have an yeah. instrument petting zoo on mm-hmm. site. And we have, we just uh, got a grant for some more instruments to build our instrument petting zoo um, from Ramp. Thank you, Ramp. Yeah. Um, so we have guitars, mandolins, banjos, uh, fiddles. And we actually are teaching, we're, we're loaning those instruments out during the year and giving kids free uh, lessons if they loan an instrument. It's the Weber Instrument Lending Library for Weber. Can, can, you, can you help me out? Because I screwed up. I didn't, I didn't know the difference between fiddle and a violin and apparently there is no difference like nope. what what is, it's just in how you play it i never knew <laughs> i thought they it. were two different instruments no same thing okay but fiddle's cooler in my yeah. mind it's <laughs> just to call it a fiddle <laughs> it brings that hillbilly okay. Okay. Yeah, thing. Right. we bring Fair the hill, hillbilly factor <laughs> as uh, michelle likes to say so um but we during the festival, we have those instruments available for anyone, all, all folks to put them in their hands and try them out. And I remember um, some dear friends in town, they had their son there and the whole weekend, he wasn't even listening to anything on the main stage. He was just in the instrument petting zoo playing all the instruments. And at the end of the festival, he said, mom, can I get a mandolin for Christmas? And I'm like, winning. Yeah. Yeah, not very, not very many kids ask for mandolins for Christmas, so <laughs> that is winning. I don't know how um, Ogden. So on beha- behalf of Ogden, thank you so much for everything that you you do, Todd. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I. It's hard to even say because you two are truly like the most just humble and wonderful people for what you've done, and not just for the summer festival, for the strategic and thoughtful, inclusive. You know, I mean, what you've done with uh, Dia de los Muertos is just, that is going to be, you know, another legacy. Um, And that's going to become, a, I think, a destination events itself for just Ogden's Dia de los Muertos events, right? And so, and that's secondary to the big main event that you do. And so just keep doing what you're doing and then we'll do everything we can to help. Yeah, yeah. Oh, thanks so much, you guys. Uh, those were nice comments and it truly is a labor of love and sometimes we get a little burned out and it's it's great to hear feedback that we're that it's appreciated you are appreciated yes we we love it (laughs) and 
Ogden is such a great town. I think it's perfect fit, I think. And we bring a ton of people from Salt Lake, which yeah. is a feather in our cap, too. Because some, you know, it's 100 miles away <laughs> for the Salt Lake. <laughs> Northbound, it's 100 miles away. Southbound, it's yeah. 20. So, <laughs> And it's an event space that people who have lived here forever don't even know about sometimes. Yeah, and then they go enough. for a couple of days and they find out this is like my favorite spot in oh, all of town. Yeah, it's a jam. And the camping, oh my gosh, we have so many campers who drive their rigs down the street to camp at Fort Buenaventura for the festival. And there's jams going on through the campground and everybody's just having a great time and meeting new people. The vibe is what people say on the surveys as the number one thing that brings them is the vibe. Is the vibe. And they yeah. don't check that on a... That's not a, a multiple choice question. They actually write vibe. Vibe, yeah. They write it. So for people to handwrite that, that again is a, a win for us. But I feel like um, one of the things that really makes it special is just the the sheer number of volunteers that come and support the event. And we couldn't do it without that army of volunteers. And um and uh, name them. We've had so many that have been with us from almost yeah. the beginning. Well, we had Brian Smith for a good long while. He started our website, and he was awesome. Um, but Leanne Quinn Ballard has been there from the beginning with the Kids Zone, um, and she's our school liaison in the Wolfgram. school district. Um, yeah, Dave Wolfgram. Dave Wolfram. Yeah, he's been sustainability. Amazing with the, you know, he's made. Uh, he's he's. He's really helped us to focus on sustainability. And as we go to other festivals, um, we see that we're really making a difference there. And as we go to other festivals, like Michelle was saying, the camping, mm -hmm. we like we have to get shuttled from the campground to other festivals. This Fort Buenaventura is a gem because you're right there. Yeah. 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 And um, Sher Kara Twitchell, um, Sherry Walwork with the merchandising, and she helps us with our talent selections um tyson pendleton has been amazing with the campground and what a great piece people person and he's got a new last name now and i can't remember it um and um carrie roberts carrie roberts is our project manager and she is a whiz bang i'm not kidding she has Man, developed wish, our ticketing i wish someone would call me a whiz bang that's pretty well, good she just got her master's <laughs> degree <laughs> in business and we call you other things uh, yeah <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but um, I know I'm forgetting people, but Irv Maddox from Maddox calls me up one day and said, I run Maddox Restaurant, and I just love the music you bring and love what you do. And he works all weekend long plus ahead of time. Oh, my gosh. He's oh, so wonderful. Oh, I had wonderful. no idea. That's wonderful. Oh, yeah. And if you ever come to one of our events with free food, there will always be something from Maddox, and it's always amazing. Yeah. How about that? So much. And you you touched on it with the camping. We can find out and share all of your experiences with all of the bands that you book. But what happens around those fires at night? You can't explain. We, we can't talk about that. And I don't think we can legally <laughs> talk about it. Yeah, exactly. That's definitely what's... The kids are in bed. When it happens the there, it stays bed. there. Yeah. I will say, though, that we just created a... a 
everyone friendly jam space at the festival. It's called the Music Jam Camp. It's uh, 24-7 and it's chaperoned. It's supervised. So people can be safe to have their kids go there and jam all hours. And we have artists from the main stage scheduled for 30 minute blocks to just go. So you can actually jam with artists from the main stage, which is really cool. Yeah. And the workshops. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we could go on and on. <laughs> uh, the workshops are some of some people's favorite parts. Yeah. And we put a lot of um, planning and thought into that. And these guys in an intimate environment are just amazing. And it's really memorable. It's a weekend of fun. It's always that first weekend after Memorial, Memorial Day. So put that on your calendar now. Don't miss O-Foam. And all Reba the other things. Yeah, thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, speaking of Ogden institutions, Powder Mountain is also in the house. So, uh, and we've just run out of time. Yeah, <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> but to bandwagon off, you know, they were just talking about Brian Smith and booking music, helping yeah. out, and he does so much work for us, also. And we have a great lineup. Sorry yeah. for my ignorance, but what's when? When is this getting released? Tomorrow, Wednesday. Tomorrow. Yeah, great. Yeah. yeah. So, so I mean, dive we have in. music. All next week, Powder Keg, Bower Lodge, uh, and obviously Brian that helps out. Ofoam also helps us out too at Powder Mound, and you know probably should get that guy on at some point too because he kills it Brian? with the music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and because he kills it with the music in Ogden, and uh, he's a great, great help at Powder Mound. So we're excited to have music this whole holiday week. You know, trying to get people in the Powder Keg and having fun after a Powder Day. But yeah. I love it. Uh, okay, so we have we have JP. JP, what's your official position up at Powder it's Mountain? It's too long, but I'll just say uh, <laughs> I hang out at Powder Mountain a lot. Okay, okay. And I've been there for a long time. <laughs> okay, but you're more on the marketing side of things. I'm on the marketing side, okay. operations. Yep. Okay, and then we have the two. Thanks for sitting in front of uh, Old Faithful there for us, here, ladies. We have N- Nicole and Michelle. Uh, Nicole, what's your position? Your official position? Ooh, I'm. Much longer oh, than JP. right. Am I not the, even on? Yeah, you gotta go right. You gotta talk into that thing. Yeah. Go. Oh wait, time out. Let me turn you up. Now try. Hi. There yeah. we go. There we go. Uh-huh. Yeah. There we are. Uh, yeah, a few years longer than JP, but not much. Um, but technically, snow safety director. Snow safety director, Michelle. Your position? The assistant patrol director. What? Okay. I assist Mike Otto, our fearless leader, patrol director. I'm the assistant. I've heard. <laughs> I've heard director. you're good at what you do. Just so you know. I mean that. I mean that's what I hear. Yeah. I'll second. So, okay. <laughs> uh, so the season. I mean, thank God the season so far has been fantastic. Uh, we didn't have to wait until Christmas to open and all that kind of stuff. So, Powder Mountain's in full swing. Everything open up there. What's going on with the conditions? So we are going to open Powder Country and Woody's World tomorrow. We opened Lightning Ridge yesterday. Wednesday. Yeah. Yesterday was Monday, I think. Um, we had Paradise on Sunday. We had Mary's in Village the day before that. And we'll just keep opening more as we have time to get in there. Uh, we've got some snow coming in. we got a stor- storm coming in. So, Nicole, I hear you're also on the Ogden Avalanche board. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> two hats uh, Two hats tonight. Two so, hats tonight. Uh, yep. Let's do this. Let's, let's get the conditions, the winter conditions. Now, this is important because if you're a snowshoer, fat biker, anything, uh, even a hiker, because uh, trail runners, will, they'll, they'll train year-round, you must be aware that avalanches can happen in and around the Ogden area. So, uh, Nicole, what are, what's the conditions for next week leading into Christmas as people like to get out around the holiday? 
Cool. Yeah. So just to kind of reiterate that, especially this year with snow down to the valley floors, yeah, uh, it's a lot different than past seasons. And a lot of times trail runners or snowshoers and stuff like that probably don't have to worry about it. But that's a little bit of a different case if we keep getting the snow, you know, down low like yeah. we have been getting. Um, so, yeah, currently, I guess moving in. I mean, we've had a great season. Snowpack structure is the opposite of what i just said it's 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 pretty rough right now um what does that mean it's it's just (laughs) upside down it's not upside down so so the the base of an avalanche is weak with strong over the top and there's a lot of weak and a lot of strong coming on top right so anything that's um picture yourself trying to grab like um reach into like a jar of sugar and try to make a ball out of it and it just falls apart that's kind of what's down low or throughout the snowpack. And then you have these really nice consolidated pieces of Play-Doh, if you will. You can make good good uh, balls, if you will, good connectivity. So anytime you have strong over the top of weak, we have we have avalanche problems. It's all relative. Okay. And That's like Brandon and I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah strong yeah, yeah, yeah. over weak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is who? I'm with you. There's no. Well, well, we're just going to leave it at we're that. We're going to talk about that later. I think we're just going to leave it at that. Let's say conditions aren't always optimal. Yeah. Always <laughs> variable. Variable. Very, right? Variable. Yeah. It changes variable. episode to episode. That's snow. Yeah. That's, it's variable all the oh, time. I love it. Um, but yeah, basically, we have um, this bean dip that's going on of multiple different layers in the snowpack right now. It's not one unit like we like to see. Um, well, like skiers like to see, I guess I should say. Does that affect your um, job on the daily? Absolutely. Okay. Unlike the minute, on the hour, oh, okay. on the okay. it, it's constant. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, so I guess moving forward, yeah, we're rolling into, I don't know, our eleventh or twelfth storm of the season, if you will, big storm of the season starting uh, tomorrow morning, kind of through tonight, if you want to count the winds. But everybody only cares about the precip. So, and that would uh, be Wednesday because this comes out Wednesday afternoon. Oh, I'm so sorry. So it should be snowing. Yeah. As so, you listen to this. Correct. Yeah. yeah. should be snowing as you're listening to this. So, uh, yeah, by Wednesday morning, we're looking at having precip starting around like 6 a.m. And it should last through kind of into the evening time, maybe 5 or 6 p.m. So it's a really uh, fast moving, relatively speaking, quick hitter, but very, very intense. Unlike last Last week's storm was slow and prolonged and long and no winds and just a nice long storm. This is going to be really intense and really fast. Okay. And um, yeah, I would say we're looking at anywhere from, I like to focus on water. It probably bores people, but somewhere in the 0. 0.45 to 0. 0.76 inches of water, which is going to. So Todd pointed out last, I don't mean to interrupt you, but, yeah, but, you I, did, did, but I did interrupt you. <laughs> I mean, Seven to 10 inches of snow. Let, let me, let me, let me, let me interrupt you. Todd, Todd pointed out when Corey did the update that he used centimeters and that was really confusing for us. So you went to inches. Explain. Okay. Well. The, the rest of the world does work in centimeters, in, in metric. And in, in the United yeah. States, we work in inches. So maybe Corey was trying to impress yeah, you or something. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't even know. Where's Corey? I said both. He's supposed okay. to go get a pizza for me. So. I like okay. both, but I realize most of America is inch driven. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're speaking, like if, if, if we're talking like in our, in our crew at the ski resort, yeah. there is a lot of metrics used. Okay. Um, but when I'm like presenting to like, I guess a broader demographic, sure. um, then I'm going to roll to what okay. you are. just switched it up. And I was like, well, what's going on? Yeah. I'm yeah, probably going to okay. roll to like what most people are familiar with. Got you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> we okay? So how, how many centimeters is that? I can't what even say it. it. I'm Canadian. 2.5 centimeters per inch. There you go. 2.5. 2.5, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 2.5 centimeters per inch. So I'll let you do the math. Um, I wrote this in inches. So. Okay, okay. All right. Yeah, Sorry, back so, to the It's okay. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, around 0. 0.5 to 0. 0.75 inches of water, which would, this would be a storm total equate to 7 to 10 inches of snow. Um, the big kicker in this storm, due to it, its intensity, is its winds, mm. and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna bump big time. They were already bumping when I left the ski resort tonight, and uh, we're looking from like eleven to three thirty or four tomorrow with gusts into the fifties and sixties. Mm. Um, and with that lower, the it's 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 gonna get it's gonna be into like the mid teens and then fall off into like the the low ten. 11, 10, maybe even single digits by the end of the storm. So you're talking about a right side up storm, which is really good, warm to cold. That's really good for us. Um, but that doesn't take much for that low density snow to blow around. So do you see potentially uh, shutting down lifts tomorrow? I, I'm not a lift maintenance person, so I'm gonna, okay. I would, would conjure with them, but 50 to 60 mile an hour gusts, especially at a west for us is pretty bad. Okay. Um, <coughs> Marketing, uh, marketing marketing update. Mar <laughs> marketing update. It's going to be a great day tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> this is Wednesday. Uh, Double overhead. Double straight, overhead. Straight from the west <laughs> down the lift line. It's going to be a great day. No, but actually, we're talking about Thursday day, right? Because this is yeah, getting released Thursday tomorrow day. night. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. By Thursday day, we'll we'll. I mean, everything will be open. Yeah. So you're going to want to bring up grandma and the uncles and the everyone. Sunny yeah, yeah. bluebird powder day. Yeah. 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 I love it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just want to clarify. Yeah. And that's why Powder Mountain needs all of you. I know, man. You we just keep that we're balance. a beautiful unit that I have been it. working together for a really long time. <laughs> a beautiful yeah. unit. We want to keep everyone safe. We're, we're we want to keep unit. everyone on the mountain. Yeah. Yes, yeah, on the mountain. That's a balance across the board. <laughs> that's the the true. But I mean, it's, you know, Nicole you and Michelle, you guys can talk, touch more on this, but earliest opening of a lot of our lifts in a long time which has been awesome and where are we at 150 percent of snowpack for this season oh yeah we're close probably yeah it might be somewhere around there mm -hmm. yeah we're like 140 something inches of snow i believe on the total which last year was 178 so we're we're well ahead of schedule right now oh, that's awesome well we need it yeah totally apparently the valley needs it totally yeah <laughs> yeah i mean we have i think by tomorrow and yeah, by today, uh, we'll have over 80% of our terrain open. And by Christmas Day, I think we'll have 100% of our terrain open, which mm -hmm. is, it's been a long time. And it's uh, awesome to have that and getting ready for a busy week. And yeah, so it's we're, we're really excited to uh, have everything open. And thanks to these two lovely ladies to get everyone going for this. <laughs> we're stoked. So Awesome. Okay. I think he, I think we keep interrupting you. What well, I'm wearing two hats right now. Yeah. So I'm speaking for Ogden Avalanche, but then yeah. Potter Mountain keeps getting better. Okay, so let's just so. do like Ogden Avalanche update. Ready? Go. Go. Okay, storm yeah. is midday right now because it's tomorrow. Okay. Correct? When, right. Use Wednesday, yeah. Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This comes out at noon? Yeah-ish. Okay. <laughs> Whenever you wake up? Yeah. <laughs> Whenever you get up and going? Is, yeah. It's, it's a rough life, but someone's got to edit. That's just... Yeah. Oh, that's hard to like think in the future. Okay, I'm forecasting in the future, which is called Wishcast Land. So I don't like to, I don't spend a lot of time there. Um, but yeah, I mean, somewhere around four to five inches of the 
you know, snow has probably fallen by now and you're looking at another three to five inches with 60 mile an hour winds. I think the biggest thing when I'm speaking for Ogden Avalanche is um, avalanches, right? So um, in the travels with that weak snowpack that we have underneath, um, it's the danger is going to rise pretty rapidly. I would say we're going to go from a moderate to a high for sure. Um, I'm not going to go over what that means, but it, it's a two-level step, and it's exponential, so it's it's uh, it's something to be um, cautious of for sure. So travel in and or under avalanche train is a pretty big deal right now. You're looking at um, – we have what's called a persistent slab problem right now, and that's our biggest issue, and that's, that's those deep, weak layers. And uh, I like to call them kind of sleeping giants. They take, like, these perfect storms for them to go off and uh, – Currently, we're stepping into the phase in the depth of avalanches that they're nearly unsurvivable if you mm. if you trigger one. And um, so, yeah, anything, they can be triggered from a long ways away. We call that like remote triggering. Uh, so you may be in a flat, you know, mellow area, but if you're underneath any avalanche train and collapse those layers, um, you're at risk of something coming down on top of you. Um, I don't know if it's going to be enough water weight with just the storm, but I would say, like I said earlier, that the, the major factor is those winds and um, those winds have the potential, you know, two to three inches of snow can create like a two foot slab with extended winds. And so when you're starting to talk, when you're creeping into the end end of the day with potentially 10 inches of snow and then Thursday morning will be the same thing. These things will still be alive and well and present. You're talking potentially three to four foot slabs over the top of weak layers and just, you know, waiting for someone to come across or underneath. And, uh, and like I said, they'll be, they'll be nearly unsurvivable. Um, okay. That sounds lovely. What about moving yeah. into a, uh, <laughs> Christmas because we have family in town and we all want to go outside and go like skiing and snowshoeing and get in the backcountry, do whatever. So, uh, take us up through next week. Cause the next update will be after Christmas. Yeah. Okay, cool. So yeah, there's another system and I, I, I have to be honest, I'm, I'm really just focused on tomorrow's system. It's a day by day basis right now. Um, but, uh, there is another system that looks like to come into Christmas Eve. So that, that would be Saturday night, I believe. Um, I, I don't have details on that, I guess I would say, but, um, if we go through another storm cycle and, and Christmas is upon us and everybody's off work and the whole shebang is out there, um, the head on the swivel is going to have to happen. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's, uh, the, the, the wind slabs will settle. The storm slabs will settle. Time heals everything. And that's just the way it is. Usually it's 12 to 24 hours on those kind of things, but the persistent weak layer is going to linger. And, and, um, that's something that we talk about all the time. You can go for these like days and days and days with no avalanches after, after a storm and mindset becomes, you start thinking, you know, I got this figured out and we're good to go. And, um, that persistent weak layer can linger still. So I don't know what the danger rating is going to be. I don't really even know what, you know, all this setup is going to bring in the next couple days. Um, but um, strong, strong caution should be used. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just I don't, I don't think really, you even used your note. You didn't even look at your notes. I, I got my, all off the top of your head. I know, but well, so I thought this was just like a re- yeah, not she's a, a pro. video. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. well, I also look at this thing like 35 times a day. So <laughs> okay. uh, the weather model is like a 
sickly amount of times. Um, addictive. Nicole, but, thank you. I mean, that's helpful. So yeah, I appreciate yeah, that. we just avoid, yeah. you know, avoid avalanche train, especially yeah. during the holidays. There's gonna be a lot of people out there that you don't know what's yeah. going on. You don't know what they're doing. You don't know, you know. Yeah. And just recognizing that it's just not the time and the place right now. Yeah. Hopefully, okay. it will become in the spring. JP, you know, you know where it's safe. I don't know. I mean, where can people go to? Inbounds. I mean, inbounds, inbounds obviously, at like at the, res- <laughs> at the resort. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. That's where we're going to go. But if people want to get in the backcountry, they go to which website to learn about Ogden Avalanche? They go to- yeah, we don't do a forecast for Ogden mm-hmm. Avalanche right now, so you're going to have to still hit the UAC. You can get um, observations from Ogden Avalanche, but we don't have a forecasting program right especially now. Especially the Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially the Instagram. And then, um, I mean, still currently and should be right now the Utah Avalanche Center's website. Um, yeah, or and it's utahavalanche.org. Org. Yeah. Yep, utahavalanche.org. Yep. Yeah, yep. And inbounds, Nicole and Michelle are doing it, yeah. and it's safe, and it's yeah. great, and everyone should just be in a resort during this time when we're uncertain, and it's uh, the safest place to be, and it's a fun time. I mean, we're yeah. having fun on the slopes, and we're having fun inside the lodges, too, so... It's JP's job is to book the lodge. Dude, yeah, I exactly. know, man. It's <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. Michelle, um, you you had to work all year this year, right? Yeah. Yeah. It so, was awesome. So I know we're in the middle of winter. It's hard. We, do we even need to market snow? It's snowing. Everyone wants to, The resort is full. So just talk to me for a second about the summer, the first summer of mountain biking and you working uh, year round. Oh, wow. Yeah. I would love to talk about that. Yeah. I can be very honest about it and be kind at the same time. <laughs> I was so hesitant about taking over that summer operation. I just wasn't quite sure what I was getting myself into. And then when we were wrapping up the summer operation, I was very grateful. It was way cooler than I thought it was going to be. It was the product was good. The trails were good. The team worked well. There was like a really special interdepartmental relationship that was established because it was a smaller crew of the patrol working with the lift ops and the mechanics. And it, it was great. It was still expanding when we wrapped it up at the end of September, the trail crew was still out there just making it bigger. And I think too, like the environment that our patrollers worked in this summer, it was a different kind of patrol environment. And I think that all the patrollers that were there this summer have come out as stronger contributors to our patrol staff. Mm-hmm. Um, we definitely had just like a kind of a different kind of relationship building with the patrol staff and uh, the other teams as well. But yeah, the downhill park at Powder Mountain was really awesome. I had no idea what downhill mountain biking really was. Like I thought I knew what I was getting into. It was spectacular. It was so cool. I'm like super stoked on next year. That is so good to hear. Yeah. You get the full year to work with your staff instead of taking a full summer off. You don't see them and yeah. ramp back up again. And so you're, it's not as long in between, you know, the, the seasons, I guess. You get to work with them right away. Well, that and um, even though I had been patrolling for 10 years, I think, every year we do our medical refreshing stuff in the fall. And this year, jumping back into the medical refresher, it felt so sharp because I had had an opportunity to practice so much in the summer. Mm-hmm. So that helped. It was a totally new perspective on being at Powder Mountain. Even in Ogden, I hadn't spent a lot of time at Powder Mountain or in Ogden in the summer. So that that part was way cooler than I thought it was going to be as well. Just getting 
yeah, to spend time in the medical stuff and in that environment, coming back into it, the area fam, new outlook on things. Yeah, it. I'm so grateful. Like it rocked my world in such a good way. Uh, so what time of the year does it open in the summer? As soon as the snow melts, like June, July? What's the? I don't think we should commit to a date Okay. for that at this okay. time. <laughs> Michelle, you have to start working on June 1st. <laughs> June, June 1st. Oh, Still geez. getting the winter figured out. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just make it June 5th. As soon as, the snow, the, <laughs> music as, soon as the snow melts, we're, we're going on the mountain biking. Oh. That's so funny. JP, um, it is, it is, it's, it's wintertime, but we're jumping. I mean, it's almost Christmas. This is going to come out and it's Christmas and then it's 2023. So any events you want to talk about on the mountain for 2023? Yeah, we got so much stuff going on. I mean, off the top of my head, I mean, you know, the next week is packed full with events. We just opened up uh, Bower Lodge in Eden. So those people that either are coming down from the hill or just in Eden, or we're at Snow Basin for the day and want to have a good time, uh, can come over to Bower Lodge, just right next to Wolf Creek Golf Course. We have music there two nights a week. Obviously, the powder keg is going on three nights a week. And during the holiday... The, the, the tie-in with O-Foam and powder, is that is that the same booker sometimes? Yeah. You know? So Brian books. Yeah, Brian, Brian books yeah. are great music. And I mean, you know, I can go through the calendar, but we have great acts. Christian Scheller, local guy has done it for years, and we everyone loves them. And Dizzy DeSoto, John Burroughs, Skyler Lutz, Michelle Moonshine, Morgan and the Mountain, Corey Mond. That's our lineup for— Corey Mond's coming up. Yeah. That's our lineup for uh, the holiday week, so it's just going to be a blast. Strong work. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the same guy. You know, he, he does a great job. Um, and then after that, uh, January 7th, we have our Grom Fest, 15th annual Grom Fest, 12 and under competition, little race course, little slope style for the kids. We've been doing that forever, and it's such a great event. And please bring your kids, uh, 12 and under. So happy that you mm-hmm. have that. I, I just love that we're in that mode of like, how do we get kids mm-hmm. to experience yeah. anything that's off their screens? Mm-hmm. For sure. And out in the world. Yeah. And we're both in there. So I love that. No, it's awesome. Yeah. Dave Jessup, uh, rest in peace, you know, started that yeah. 15 years ago and uh, we're still going strong. I'm, I'm on my 14th year and, uh, you know, love that event. And then after that, we have a bunch more stuff going on. You'll have to go to powdermount.com slash events to check out the calendar. It's all updated. Everything can be found there. But what's new for events is the Bower Lodge in the Valley, and and you know we're really excited to kick that off. We have Pizza and Pine starting this week on Thursday nights, Apre on Friday, Saturdays, and Sunday nights, and then uh, moving on to the week, uh, the holiday week, we'll have burgers on Wednesday night, I believe, and we have a coffee shop too now, which is awesome, seven to eleven a.m. every day, offering daily rise coffee. There we go. Our best friends at Daily Rise are serving up some coffee, and we have breakfast burritos and sandwiches on the way up to the mountain. You can grab uh, the bus from there, too, park your car at Bower Lodge, uh, the Wolf Creek area, and it makes it really easy. I love it. Yep. Do you ever Good do stuff. any cheesy 80s ski movies on the mountain? I mean, I personally do. What do you, what do you mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, you dress up I as an s- 80s. I want us all to get together and hang out and watch some of those old movies. That's what I want to do. Yeah. I mean, we should. I mean, that'd be great. I mean, is there a space? Is there some place we yeah. could do that? Bauer Lodge or Arbor Lodge would be a great place in the valley. 
And, uh, you know, there's so many. What's your top pick, Todd? What's your, like, top three? Pretty much anything that's out here that's been done out here. You have to do the better off the ski patrol. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't mind even. uh, Wait, that dumb and dumber of Aspen. Yeah, Aspen Extreme. You'd have to do that one. Aspen Extreme, there you go. Aspen Extreme's a good one, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There would be no question we could go with some movies. It's is this, this is what JP does. And yeah. Is that what happens, ladies, when you walk into his office? Or, There's just or, a lot of, like, B-roll. It's the dimples, yeah. JP. It's the dimples. <laughs> okay. We got to get the footy for the boys. A couple more, <laughs> a couple more events just to plug in Av- Ogden Avalanche again. Yeah, and I can. I got those. Yeah, you yeah. Them? You want to jump in on the mic there? Yeah, actually, this is definitely for Ogden Avalanche, but also just... Um, our huge supporters like up and down the industry powder has become it's it's a really good place for education it's a huge huge place for education it helps that we're private and we can allow like all this stuff to happen um but yeah january 13th there's a backcountry 101 that's going to be hosted by ogden avalanche that's a uh, so it's a friday saturday um on the evening of friday it's a uh, it's a i Ooh, I don't know if Corey's here. It's I can't remember if it's a. It used to be a Zoom meeting. It might be an in-person class now. Um, in-person is that it's what he's in saying? In-person, yeah. He's yeah, shaking, in, yes. Okay, in-person <laughs> on Friday night, and then um, and then there's a Saturday field session at Powder Mountain. So that's on January 13th, 14th, and then January 23rd through the 27th, we have a Pro One being hosted by Silverton. Um, that's a little bit if you're going on like the professional track, but um, still a really really op- awesome opportunity if you guys. You know, if people want to get more education, January 27th, there's another Backcountry 101 by Ogden Avalanche, same format, Friday, Saturday. And then uh, February 12th through the 17th, American Avalanche Institute is doing a Pro 2. That would be somebody that was like, they're making this as a career, right? Snow is their career. Um, but it's a really great opportunity. I don't think it's a heavily advertised course right now. Um, they're looking for like, do. Dude- Oh, do professionals what what's that where do they go which website to find all the classes oh i'm so sorry okay so what ogdenavalanche.org okay. for the the backcountry 101s that i listed silverton's website is i don't remember just google silverton <laughs> avalanche a, google, that is google, a face of confidence <laughs> yes google silverton avalanche school and it'll take it's like I don't even know just look it up people <laughs> and the other one is just google american avalanche institute You'll find it. Um, and then there's also another um, Ogden Avalanche Backcountry 101 with the Rose Club. So this is kind of a partnered one, but on February 24th. So I think we're up to like, shoot, yeah, five Avalanche courses this season or, or 101s. And and there was actually already uh, one last week that was taught as well for our industry course that a big shout out to Ogden Avalanche and Weber State. They help out all of our students or our new hires, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're at six Avalanche courses this season just being hosted at Powder Mountain. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's a big deal. I, I, I don't really don't know of any any other operation that's teaching that many so, courses. So there's no excuse. I mean, I yeah, think next yeah. year you're actually going to everyone's house. Lots just of <laughs> house by house. I don't know how you can beat the six. I think that's already pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. And those 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 range somewhere in the, the 14 to like 16 student range. So like okay. there's a lot of people getting some information, yeah. which is or having the opportunity to get some information. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really it's really cool what the community's done. And then all these these institutions even from outside of utah that are that are coming in and recognizing us as like a really good venue for that kind of stuff is cool i liken it too and i don't know i've kind of mentioned this before but it's like if if todd and i moved to the beach we would know the first damn thing about 
riptides and stuff. Sure. And so you could take the classes. And so if you're new to Ogden and you're going into the backcountry, there's there's information. Yeah, and even if you're not new to Ogden and you're just looking at, at picking up these new skill sets or what, I mean, I, there's people that ski ski resorts all the time, all day, yeah. every day, you know, and, and they don't know much about it. And these one-on-one courses are like, that's that's the kicker for them. Like, that's such a good way. It's a, it's a low commitment level, like time commitment level. Mm-hmm. It's a low cost level for you to get like a lot of information, a lot of information and become really also just immersed in the community which i think is like the number one thing like you're getting to know the people that are doing this day to day you can meet that special somebody you could that's true yes i guarantee you that's happened at some point this guy's brain isn't and just to know a little bit more (laughs) (laughs) yeah there you go thanks don you want to jump on the team (laughs) you'll fit right in Blue eyes, brown hair. Todd, do you need a do you need a backcountry one on one course? I'm there. (laughs) Because you just never know. It's a date. As far as the Rose Club Rose Club goes, uh, and partnering with with the Ogden Avalanche, uh, you know, they're doing a great job to getting women out in the field and uh, you know, we're stoked with Jess and Michelle doing that. And we have a couple other events, you know, they kind of uh you know, get pretty broad on the snowboarding field. They have a, a smaller event at Powder Mound that's, you know, rail specific, jump specific, and then they'll, they'll have a backcountry 101 and a couple ride nights. So, I, you know, um, all the women out there that have never been on a snowboard or skis that want to try it out, you know, I definitely want them to check out uh, the Rose Club. And I'm a it's a great huge fan of yeah. the Rose Club. Yeah. Community, like, too. Mm-hmm. Like, Amazing crew yeah. of folks. They do yeah. a great job. And great job. definitely I'd go check out the website. I'd love to hook up with them and get some friends to do mm-hmm. backcountry. I've got my skis, but I haven't done a lot here. A lot of my friends are do, go to Salt Lake. And, you know, it's I'm, I imagine it's a whole different scene with less crowds here. Yeah, but. just tell them to go to Salt Lake. And that's yeah. okay. Yeah, keep you know. keep them out of going here. to Salt Lake. Yeah, and I was going to ask your popular yeah. spots, but I'll save that for another time. Yeah, we'll that's talk about po- that later. Po- yeah, i got to pay extra for we'll that podcast. Yeah. Uh, Offline. <laughs> Offline, yeah. Offline. <laughs> I just wish Nicole was more passionate about snow safety. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> 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 Todd, do you have any arts news? I do have one thing, but one you, thing. you get started because I got to pull it up. Oh, okay. Uh, I will then. Okay, so I do have. Oh, I do want to one quick shout out to <laughs> yeah. our 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 gallery, our fans outside. You're yeah. gonna have to tell me who's out there because I yeah. can't see. Yeah, we, we, got, we got people out there. Out there. Yeah, but the, but the idea with this new format is starting around four thirty on Tuesdays. Brandy gets here even earlier. Yep. The drinks start flowing, and you could come hang the out in front of the in front of the fire so to speak we always have a digital fire going in the corner whoever wants to show anybody up. wants yeah. to come say hi but uh, and then we record from five to whenever we're damn near done, done. Yeah. exactly yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay so this week's news i do have some news number one um it's too it's too cold to ski it's too cold to ski. Who said that? Um, yes, Montana. Montana said that. So well, it's probably like thirty below down there. Exactly. There. So a, Monta- <laughs> a Montana ski area to close on Wednesday and Thursday of this week due to extreme cold. This from Snow Brains. Uh, Where is this at? Showdown. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Showdown Montana ski area said in a social media That's post that it could be closed. Yeah. Showdown. On Wednesday, December twenty first, and Thursday, December twenty second, due to extreme cold weather. And I thought, how, well, how cold does it have? 
to be, you know? Uh, how about negative 20 to negative 30 to negative 45 and yeah. neg 60 oh. with wind chill? Yeah. This is our marketing manager is from that area and this is the exact reason why he moved down to Utah. That's crazy. <laughs> That's so cold. I mean, it's like too cold li- to ski. Lifts will too- break. Lifts will break. Yeah. Did you see the one gondola in Canada fell off? Canada. Its, yeah. Canada? Take blame for that. <laughs> <laughs> fell off its thing and cra- b- uh, before opening. Did you see it? It fell I off. I did if, not. One of the was one of the like the shivs or, or something. The one that's always in trouble. Yeah. The yeah. one that's always having yeah, problems. Yeah. No, okay. And then this was July news, but we should bring it back because uh, Todd, I want to talk prepping for a minute. It's the end of days, and I want to make sure that we're all prepared. Uh, I'm not very good. I'm not prepared. Okay. Well, um, we all need to have it. We all need to have enough. <laughs> beer for the end of days and back in july we should start stocking up here in the studio we, we should paps blue ribbon came out with the largest case of beer ever to sell it is the 1844 pack uh they came out with it over the summer 1844 beers measures at a whopping four feet tall by three and a half feet wide sells for 849 dollars. yes that's less than 50 cents a beer if you do the math it's a real thing. It's the 18, well, I lost my camera. It's the 1844 pack. There's only like 200 and something made. So good luck finding one of these. Where do you find this stuff? I don't Wisconsin. know. I, Wisconsin. That's hilarious. But where, where, yeah. do you where they have forklifts. Where, where they, do you find this stuff? Where, chat rooms. I find <laughs> PBR chat rooms. Yes. Chat roulette. He subscribes to a PBR chat room. <laughs> Nicole, this is my, this is my job. Oh, I got to scour the internet for stories. Important Dude, stories. The like, most ridiculous stories like, ever. Like, where, where are you going to find your beer? Or this could be a contribution from our friend Shane yeah. Osgathorpe. Oh, I think that's, that's true. Yeah, yeah. That, he probably We could stock that. this full of every local oh, beer imaginable, God, but so we funny. must have PBRs for him. Oh. If they actually came time. out with it over the uh, July 4th holiday um so it's been out there for a while so who knows how many of these are left but yes for for what did i say the price was 850 bucks you can have an 1840 you show up with that pack at the parties that's what i'm saying how do you get it that's yeah, the, a forklift a forklift yeah. yeah it's big it's big so but it's spend possible like, as michelle said where they have forklifts is where this story came from you yeah, gotta yes, buy you gotta yes. spend a hundred thousand dollars on a forklift to buy or a frat house beer. i could see this in a frat <laughs> house too 1844 anyway Thank you, PBR, for <laughs> for helping us prep a little better. Oh we love gosh, you. That's ridiculous. Todd Arts. All right. I do have one story. As you guys know, I just, well, as some of you might know, I was in uh, D.C. last week visiting my brother. Uh, he and his wife had a, a newborn, and so it was my first niece, uh, Penny. So that was Yay. amazing. And so Yay. I did have a chance to visit some galleries outside of the state. And so every now and again, I do want to mention some things that I'm looking forward to outside of, of Ogden, outside of Utah. And so... There is one coming up um, in Los Angeles that's going to be running through January 28th of next year. And I think that some of you guys will be down for going with me on this one, so I need to choose a weekend to go out. <laughs> Using personal items found in the musician's own homes and storage units, a free exhibition takes a deep and personal dive into the life and career of a pioneering hip-hop trio. But he guess the Beastie Boys. The Beastie Boys is like my favorite band. Uh, they are the subject of a new exhibition simply titled Exhibit, which opened at the Beyond the Streets and Control Gallery in Los Angeles earlier this month and runs through January 28th, 2023. 
a gentleman named Roger Gaston, Gastman put this together. To me, the Beastie Boys were one of the most influential group of artists. They're an important piece of historical and cultural relevance. I think a lot of us might agree. Uh, it is the the largest collection of memorabilia that's ever been in one place. I don't know if anybody's for been Beastie Boys. For Beastie Boys, yeah, okay. yes. <laughs> I hope, I hope that's clear. If anybody has heard the last minute of what I was reading. <laughs> Let's just make this clear. <laughs> this, is a, this is for all the goldfish that are going around the... Who's going to say their top Beastie, Beastie Boys, Boys song? Album. 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 Ooh. One, two, three. Go ahead. Ill Communication. Ill Communication. Yeah. I think it's that Paul's Boutique probably for me. Yeah, That's Paul's oh. Boutique. All right. Nice. It's every album is good. To tell you the truth, I've been listening nonstop. I don't do the... The Spotify best of because I don't really listen to Spotify, but there is no doubt I'm that the album Spotify. that I have listened to the most this last year is last year. I believe it was last year. It might have been the, the year before. Beastie Boys put out a documentary that was amazing. Mm. They they put out a, a best of album and a book, and they're really kind of promoting these anniversaries. And that best of album is amazing. And so I probably had that on, you know, just repeat over the last year. That's I absolutely awesome. love them to death. So. If anybody wants to go out to L.A., I will pick a weekend and we will go. Todd, sorry that the sun's shining right on your face. Right I'm used there. to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you use sunscreen? Yeah, I'm going to bring the sunscreen next, next time. time. Whatever next time. Next time. Okay. Podcast tan. I got oh. some sweet Pip Viper shades for you. Oh, oh there we go. I'm going to need sunglasses You guys know about the, the Pip trailer. Viper, right? Oh my gosh, no. I just skied with them the other day and no fogging <laughs> and so comfortable. Like, have we heard of Pip Viper? Yeah, yeah, but I'm telling you, I've never skied in them until this weekend, and it was—they're pretty amazing. Yeah, I just ordered a whole box for my whole family. <laughs> they all oh handpicked. No, it, and the packaging's adorable, and the stickers that come with it—I'm totally promoting. Oh Thank God. you, Pet Viper. You should see their rookies oh. rocking the Pet Viper oh. Vipers. Sunglasses my kids said, Utah, so "Oh, we can't great. wear those. They're too hip for us, Mom." I'm they're like, too hip. Oh man! Oh, they're too. I convinced them. Yeah. We're there. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Okay. Well, we're closing out the show. Thanks, everyone, for being here tonight. This is the last Ogden Arts and Adventures show of the year. We'll see you in 2023. So that said, I think we should come together, which is the name of the song. It's a Beatles cover by Standards and Substandards um, on van sessions at the Monarch. So we'll go ahead and maybe not bring this here. There we go. There we go. We'll go ahead and listen to this as we go out, and we will see you next year in 
Standards, what's up, standards? I've been sessions. Thank you.